Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. And then for a while it was snowing yesterday. That that one that one broke me. It's not like we uh, accumulated any real additional snow yesterday, but yesterday afternoon, Mike, when it started snowing like again, heavy. Like, oh, yeah. What is happening? I bought a snowblower for the first time this year. Okay. It paid itself off yeah, immediately yesterday. I didn't mind shoveling during the the winter months, but like once we hit spring and you see six inches, seven inches on the ground. I was so happy to just just go out there and snow blow one time because that snow was brutal yeah. on Saturday. As predicted, it was wet, it was heavy, like what they call the quote unquote heart attack snow because you go out there and say, ah, it's all right, I get it. And then, oof. If I didn't have a snow blow, I think I told my wife we would just be inside the whole day. Like, we're not going to leave. We're <laughs> snowed down. in. I'm not, I would not, I refuse to shovel it. Hope you stocked up on canned goods. Here are a few of the snow totals for Southeast Wisconsin. And uh, let me see. This from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporting the snow totals. New Berlin, almost a foot, 11.3 inches. 11 inches in Waukesha. Milwaukee officially, so they take that at the airport, 8.9 inches. Uh, Greendale, that's my neck of the woods, 8.9 as well. Getting north of the city, now Port Washington hit 7.5. And, and a little bit west of town, 7 inches in Tosa, 7.5. Elm Grove, Germantown at 7 inches. Racine at 6.5. Did you have to think to yourself at all a little bit, where did we put the gloves and the boots? Because the Spalding household, we foolishly See, now had put away some of the heaviest, the heavy, only the really heavy stuff. We had like the light gloves and like the, the little stocking hats, but the, the heavy stuff, the boots, my wife had no idea like where stuff was. Yeah, we gave up too early. Yeah, you can't do that. I knew we did, but. Uh, now, don't tell me you're going to run your snowblower out of, Scafidi last week says, after this one, I'm running my snowblower out of gas. I'm like, dude, you're guaranteeing us another foot foot of snow. No, I'm going to wait till at least uh, Easter probably before I really, <laughs> right. really give up. But no, we did like slowly start putting some stuff away. Saw a little, we have like a little in our garden, like a little bit of green showing up there. Yeah, and we right. thought we were in the clear and sure enough, we were not even close. On that, my old friend Brian Desnansky over TMJ4, I think it was his grandmother that had a saying about when spring comes, it's... uh. Something about the tulips. It has to snow twice on the tulips before we're done. I'm going to steal really that. I'm going to take that. In earnest. But does this count? Because the tulips, while the little sprouts are sort of coming up, and we don't have flowering tulips just yet, so I think we still got at least two snows on the tulips. Okay, because I want the snow to be done, I'm going to say this one does count. Okay. We're going to knock this first one out of the way really quickly. I'll have to check with Niz's grandma on that. 513 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon Snide has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. And despite the recent snow, believe it or not, the Brewers' regular season opener is right around the corner. The crew was in action Sunday afternoon against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And without a run yet scored in the fifth inning, Joey Weimer got the Brew crew going. And the pitch. Line to the gap in right center. They're going to be on the board now. Weimer around first in the second with a standing run scoring double. And it is now 3-1 to one, Arizona. That would score one there. And with Weimer at second, Christian Yelich came up next. Target up by Moreno on the pitch. Hit in the air to left and deep. Get up! Get up at the wall! Gone for Yelich! And this one is tied. 
Yelich would knock out his second homer of the spring as the Brewers scored three in the fifth inning and would finish the game tying the Diamondbacks by a final of 4-4. Four to four. Brandon Woodruff did get the start going six innings strong, striking out six and allowing only three earned runs after the game. The Brewers' former MVP Christian Yelich addressing the media about the young talent coming up in the organization. You know, they're going to contribute at some point this year. They're both really talented. and um, You know, you kind of just have to let them play in the big leagues. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. You have to get your footing. Um, it's, the, it's the toughest league in the sport, you know. So uh, you kind of have to take your lump sometimes. But they're they're super talented, and I think they're all going to be they're all going to be pretty good major league players. The Brewers are back at it today as they take on the Colorado Rockies. First pitch is set for three ten. Over to the NBA after winning in Utah on Friday night and losing in Denver the following day. The Bucks are back at it tonight as they get set to visit the Detroit Pistons. The Bucks entered the day with only a one and a half game lead over the Boston Celtics for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Tip-off for Bucks and Pistons is at 6 p.m. tonight. Catch full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 5.30. And finally, over to College Hoops, where Florida Atlantic, a nine-seed, continues to shine in March. Clock ticks. Noel dribbles. He's looking for someone. Masood got to put it up. Brian Anderson on the call there. FAU would go on to defeat three-seed Kansas State on Saturday to book their first-ever trip to the national semifinals of the College Basketball Championship. Also stamping their first-ever trip to the national semifinals was San Diego State, who edged out Creighton by 57-56, to and Miami, who defeated Texas 88-81. to UConn, who has been there before, would easily go on to take care of Gonzaga by a final of 82-54. to for the first time in tournament history, the national semifinals will feature no top three seeds in the remaining two games. The national semifinals of the College Basketball Championship is set for a Saturday tip-off with the winners facing off in the College National Championship game on April 3rd. This College Basketball Tournament update is brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. You know who has to be bent out of this? San Diego State, because but for Florida Atlantic, they would be the <laughs> they, feel-good the, the, Cinderella. The real good story. Everybody wants that FAU now. For, right? <laughs> uh, 518 on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 522 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Monday morning, a new family attraction may be coming to Wauwatosa. Hey, what are we doing today? Today we're going to Slick City! Slick City Action Park. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the Slick City Action Park wants to put up an attraction in Tosa. This would be a giant indoor play place. So it's, it's not a water park. But the main attraction is these giant slides, dry slides. So you're just going down big old slides. They actually look like water park slides. You know, the kind of tube, like the half tube, if you will. It's an indoor park proposal for Tosa slides up to 24 feet tall. That in reporting from our news partners at the Milwaukee Business Journal. MBJ reports Slick City wants to build the park that would feature, as I said, dry slides, including a launch that rockets sliders into the air. They land onto foam mattresses. Sweet. Is Slick City the name you would have went with? <laughs> I don't know what sounds a little shady to you. I just I think a sweat like 
The hey, bring your kids on over to Slick City. And a uh, pro tip here: if you're if you want to Google it for results, don't accidentally type in Silk City, which I did. I would so, be nervous typing in Slick City just to begin with anyways, to be perfectly honest with you. What comes up is not what you were looking for. <laughs> if anyone's at my workstation later today here at the station, <laughs> I was trying to type in Slick City. <laughs> Nonetheless, they have projects uh, underway in Houston and Phoenix. They're already up and running in St. Louis and Denver. It's the Denver Park where I pulled that sound there. It looks like uh, dad and daughter just going out there trying out all the slides. It's a pretty neat video. I found it on YouTube as well. It gives you a really good idea of what they're trying to do. Other stuff involved in the project. Sport courts with bouncy floors. And they got a soft play area for younger children. Zip lines, trapezes, swings, mini go-karts. Uh, they're looking to target children 5 to 16, but uh, they're getting older visitors as well. The dad was doing all the slides along with his daughter. The launch thing, so they put you on like this carpet to give you mm-hmm. you know, a little less, little less friction there, help you zip, and then you... And then there's a big pad underneath, and you just flop on down to that. It, it bounce City, those are the indoor trampoline parts, yeah, yeah. right? This is like the next evolution, and what can we do... On the inside of these giant buildings, is this going into a, a giant building, a, a pre-built, like a warehouse, something that went out of business? What are we doing with this? So let me tell you where we are. We're north of Watertown Plank Road, west of Highway 100. It's an industrial area there. Uh, let me give you a landmark. You know, uh, what's the fish joint there? Empire Fish Company? Yeah. Right? Okay, right there. Okay. So By right mall, that region, okay. a little bit north of there. So 113th Street is uh, where they're planning that in Wauwatosa. So right, if you're just the other side of, of Mayfair Road there, and you go over sort of that, you go under the train bridge and then over that big hump, Empire Fish is right there, then the, targeting that industrial park and area for this big indoor facility. Why I like it, I mean, the slide's notwithstanding. Brandon, you know this with your kids younger still, especially when your kids are exactly in that target zone, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and you get in these winter months, it's like folks say with the dog park, sometimes you got to take your dog out to run them. Got to go gotta do something. you got to get your kids someplace where they can run. Got to go do something. We do a lot of um, visits to uh, Urban Air, okay, which is kind of like, so Sky Zone's like a trampoline park. Yeah, right. Urban Air is a little bit of everything. So it has a trampoline park. It has like zip lines where you fly into like this padded yeah, cool. area. So I, I say kids, and I also am one of them. I'm also. I'm it too, so. The God. next morning is an ice bath and some ibuprofen <laughs> and Tylenol. For but you. It's, for me. For the kids, it's For great. me. For the kids, they're good. So, again, the place is called Slick City, and the proposal is before the Wauwatosa Plan Commission. I believe they will take that up this week. It would be the fifth location for the Slick City comp, uh, concept. Uh, like I said, they're up and running in St. Louis and Denver. They've, they're already building in Houston and Phoenix. If you had mini golf to this place, I'm in there 100%. <laughs> Just anything inside, especially given the weather this past weekend. News about your money in the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management market update. The Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, finished Friday up 132 points. It closed at 32,238. The NASDAQ was up as well, just about 37 points to 11,824. And the S&P 500 up 22 to 39.71. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary Get help now. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. At 541 on Wisconsin's Morning News, it is icy out there with temperatures hovering around the freezing mark. Just be careful for some of that ice on the roads. Brandon, glad you're here safely. 
<laughs> Barely. <laughs> little icy there this morning. A little icy this morning. Yeah, they got salt down in many of the streets, but it hasn't really had a chance to mix in there yet. So icy conditions, no doubt. Cannot catch a break here. The Milwaukee Marathon canceled this weekend because we got like a foot of snow in less than 24 hours before the start of the race. Why are you running? Are you doing this for world peace? Are you doing this for the homeless? Are you running for women's rights? Or for the environment? Or for animals? They just couldn't believe that somebody would do all that running for no particular reason. Why are you doing this? I just felt like running. I just felt like running. You know, for most of us, if you woke up Sunday, expected to run 13 miles, and then somebody said, hey, you don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> You'd be like, great. Would but you? folks signed up to do this. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. If you signed up for it, you'd, I would be like, man, I, I prepped myself for all this. For I sure. ran all winter for this, and I am unable to do it. Though some people still, you know, you're here, so you might as well go for it. Yeah, this is the marathon. Just, just trying to get back on track, so to speak. Having twice screwed up the measuring of the course over the last several years. One year it was too long. Another year it was too short. They've been through several ownership changes. And this year was... Hastily organized and announced as simply a half marathon. They also had a 5K that was supposed to stop and start at Pfizer Forum. It was supposed to be Sunday morning. Saturday, they called it off. The race organizers saying they weren't sure that they could adequately not only just clear the course, but then guarantee that parts of it would not be icy. It's kind of the conditions that you're seeing this morning on your driveway and your sidewalk. You get a lot of snow melting off, but then overnight it freezes up. So they just thought even if the streets were fully plowed, it might be treacherous conditions for runners. That and folks had to pick up their packets, you know, their race packets, so all their forms and everything like that, their race number. They were supposed to do that Saturday during all of that snow. So race organizers ended up calling it off. Friend of the program, Lori Nickel from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, was set to run in the 5K. She talked with the race organizer on Saturday, Chip Hazuski, and uh, I'll just read you one of his quotes. In terms of folks who, if you were signed up for this event, now what happens? Do you get your money back? Are they going to try to stage another event? He just said, we'll be regrouping internally next week, meaning this week. So I would say in the next week or so, as bad as I feel for all the staff that put in the work, I feel worse for runners who signed up and thought that they were going to be running a 5K or a half marathon as a runner myself. I know the feeling to get the message after all of that training. Milwaukee Marathon just trying to claw its way back, slap down again this time by Wisconsin Spring. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks only have eight games remaining on their schedule and currently are nursing a one-and-a-half game lead over the Boston Celtics for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. With the playoff pitcher starting to take shape, head coach Mike Budenholzer knows defense means everything to this team. Consistency is probably, you know, coaches, and it's it's something you crave and you want, and it's so hard to attain. You know, guys are human, but Brooke has just been, you know, out of this world. Um, his defense, seven block shots, you know, he's just, you know, his defense just changes everything. Um, and it, it, I think, early sends a message, you know, that that's going to be a hard place to score, and you know we follow his lead defensively. After winning in Utah Friday night and losing in Denver the following day, the Bucks are back at it as they get set to visit the Detroit Pistons. Tip-off is set for 6 p.m. You can catch full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 5.30. Over to the Diamond as the Brew Crew found themselves down by three runs in the fifth inning, but after a Joey Weimer RBI double, 
Christian Yelich was next up at the plate. Target up by Moreno and the pitch. Hit in the air to left and deep. That would be the second home run of the spring training for Christian Yelich as the Brewers and the Diamondbacks would end the game in a tie of 4-4. Four to four. Brandon Woodruff did get the start, going six strong innings, fanning out six and allowing only three earned runs with opening name just, just two days away. With the Brewers visit Chicago on Wednesday, manager Craig Council knows the roster is all but final. There, there's there's ways we can go here, and, yeah. there's, trans, and there's trade. There, there, this is trade time. Like I told you guys, you know that this is a trade time. There's out of options players. There's teams with injuries that have created holes. So yeah. there will be trades. I don't know if we will make them, but there, will, there is trade talk. There's no question. The Brewers are back at it today as they take on the Colorado Rockies. First pitch is set for three ten. The women's college basketball national semifinals have two teams in the last four. Caitlin Clark. From Iowa becomes the first ever player in men's or women's to score a 40-point triple-double in the college basketball tournament. Iowa would go, would go on to defeat Louisville by a final of 97-83 to and join LSU as the first two teams in the semifinals and now await winners of South Carolina, Maryland, and Virginia and Ohio State tonight. This college basketball tournament update is brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. 548 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up next, we're learning a lot more about what the new museum is going to look like. We'll talk about that next. Fifty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. So I don't know about you guys, but the more I learn about what's going to be making up the new Milwaukee Public Museum, the more excited I get. That belongs in a museum. So do you. MPM just revealing what another of the museum's five permanent galleries is about, and to some extent, what it's going to look like. The Wisconsin journey is about embracing the fact that you don't have to travel the world to see the wonders of the world. They're right here. The way I've always described it is it should feel like a big Wisconsin hug. So it should feel familiar, but also from the start, you should be seeing different perspectives that maybe you haven't encountered before. So that is Helen Divjack. She is from Think Design, one of the lead designers on the Future Museum Project. And uh, sorry for the music on these, but I'm pulling it from a video that the museum sent over as they were sharing some of this new information. So she is talking about the permanent gallery that will be called Wisconsin Journey. We already found out what was in time travel. That gallery already revealed. That's the one that's going to have the big old dinosaurs fighting, Mike, which a lot of people want. You absolutely do. They did a lot of surveys, did the museum, as we're talking about their new $240 million project that's going to go up just north of Pfizer Forum in downtown Milwaukee. And they said, look, we asked people what's important to you. What do you want to see in the new museum? Said Everybody said dinosaurs. That's the easy one seat in that one. Right, for sure. So this is going to be all about the diverse geological features of our great state, the culture then that surrounds them past and present, this being the Wisconsin journey. The gallery features six regions of the state, including a fascinating look way up north on Lake Superior, the Apostle Islands, if you've never been. So we really wanted to honor that space take people to this incredible landscape and capture the drama of how different it is in the summer versus the winter. And so what we imagine is that when visitors come here is it will feel as if you are encountering it during the warmer summer months. But as you move through the gallery, it switches quite dramatically to the icy winter months. 
So this is going to be one of these, if you've been in the museum, you know, you're standing there and these rock outcroppings are on top of you all around. You're going to feel like you're walking in to some of these like amazing geological features up north. What I think of when I look at this and watch these videos is the the art exhibits. What did we have? We had Monet and mm-hmm. we had Van Gogh that came and you kind of walked in the Wisconsin Center and they engulfed you entirely. Yeah. Like just some of the cool stuff that places can do with technology. I think that is really going to blow people away when you when you know when we finally see this in a couple of years or whenever it's going to be. I think, you know, some of the the reticence of having something new and doing away with maybe something that you love. I think you're going to be blown away by just like the technology and, and what things can actually look and then also feel like when you're in there. And how much thought they've put into it. I mentioned, so that's Apostle Islands, which is way up north on Lake Superior. And then you have the Northwood section of Wisconsin Journey. There's not many places in the world that see the seasons as dramatically as Wisconsin. So we wanted to cycle through spring, summer, fall, and winter, showing how those differences in the seasons impact the way people and animals live on the land. The different habits, for example, in February when you start to see the frost melting around the maple trees, you know it's time to collect sap or knowing when to collect wild rice. So in this part of the gallery, you're going to be surrounded by trees, and then not only will the seasons change as you move through it, but then it looks like it goes from day to night. Man, anybody who's been up north, right, in Wisconsin, what they're talking about is capturing that feeling of what it's like to wake up in the morning and it's quiet, and maybe you hear the loons or whatever on the lake, and then in the evening, you're sitting around the campfire, and they're going to try to capture that. What a, I, I'm reticent to use the phrase uh, advertisement when you're talking about a museum, but like what a great advertisement for the entire state of Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, not just going you know north if you're heading up to Green Bay, but 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 beyond that, way northwest, all these beautiful things that our state offers. I think it's going to be really incredible. And then one more thing I, uh, that stuck out to me in this latest reveal. You know, our state got its nickname, the Banter State, because of mining. Initially, it was lead mining, so they're going to have, like, a lead mine that you can walk into. So we want to bring people into sort of the dark dankness of a lead mine and have them explore why lead has been an important bedrock for the state. We're also really excited about this space, exploring the waterways, including a tactile map of the Mississippi and Wisconsin rivers. So some of the buffalo also currently at the museum, they will make the trip over. I kind of get the sense they're going to be used in different spots and locations, so it won't be the, the exact thing that we're used to seeing, you know, right near the snake button. But it will be part of the Wisconsin Journey Gallery. So the new museum, five stories, 200,000 square feet, will contain a planetarium and the butterfly exhibit, two areas for rotating items from the museum collection, one gallery for traveling exhibits, and then these five permanent galleries. So we've seen tri- time travel and Wisconsin Journey. The next big reveal, and this is the one that a lot of people are waiting for, because this gallery will probably have a build-out on our favorite streets of old Milwaukee. MPM is going to share details of Milwaukee Revealed coming up on April 14th.